Hello everyone, I'm Anna Ellis, I'm going paperless, and you're here listening, so you are too. Welcome back, it's been a minute. Today I will be presenting another play that I wrote. This one is called Dead of Night. I wrote it my senior year of high school, and this one was also presented in our one-act play showcase. I did not direct this one, but I did cast it, and I had a little bit of input in the rehearsal process. But today you will hear it portrayed by a brand new cast. This play was inspired from three main sources. Um, Number one is the setting, which was inspired by the Houston Museum of Natural Science and uh, the Butterfly Center that they have there. I spent a lot of time there as a kid, um, hanging out at the museum, and my best friend's mom worked in the Butterfly Center. So we were able to hang out there a lot, and I kind of got a behind-the-scenes look at everything they had there, which was pretty cool. It had a lasting effect on me. Uh, As a little kid, getting to experience that was very interesting. So I wrote a play based in a Butterfly Center. That's this play. Um, The second source of inspiration for this play is a story my mom always tells me. When my mom was little, she was left at a field trip location by her Girl Scout troop. And she tells that story a lot. It stuck with me. And the character of Connie is kind of based on that story about my mom. And the third source of inspiration for this play is kind of out there. Bear with me. I didn't know what I was going to write about. So this actually is what sparked the whole idea for the whole story. And so this this one really should be the first source of inspiration. But I was watching a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode. And I don't remember now which episode it was. But it had a story about this highly inept museum security guard. And I thought the idea of a highly inept museum security guard would be just perfect for a comedic play written by me. So thank you, BuzzFeed Unsolved, for giving me the inspiration to write this lovely play. (laughs) Um, Without further ado, I hope you enjoy Dead of Night. Hi, I'm Mia, and I'm playing Ricky. Hi, I'm Amanda, and I'll be playing Connie. Hi, I'm Evie, and I'll be reading for Kevin. And I'm Anna, and I'll be reading the stage directions. Dim lights up on a butterfly center in Connecticut, home of the newest specimen of the rare corpse flower, named Bianca. It is the middle of the night, and no light enters the room other than the moonlight from the big windows and glass ceiling. Soft rainforest noises play in the background of the exhibit. Kevin, the night watchman, sits at a security station, asleep. Kevin is a college student and entirely unqualified for his job. A little girl, Connie, enters. She wears a Girl Scout uniform and has been left behind by her friends. This is not the first time. Mindy! Caroline! Becca! Damn it, not again. Excuse me, sir? Uh, Hi, welcome to the Vincent Santana Memorial Butterfly Pavilion. Please watch your step. Excuse me, sir. 
tours leave every 15 minutes. Corpse Lar Bianca is down the path to the right. <coughs> Excuse me, sir. Oh, you're not a butterfly. What time is it? Is this a robbery? Who are you? He fumbles for a flashlight and shines it in Connie's face. Oh, shoot, sir. Watch it. Sorry, you startled me. It's 1126. My name is Connie Matthews, and as I am only 11 and do not intend to be arrested for another 10 years at least, no, this is not a robbery, I was actually... Ooh, that's a relief because I only have six singles on me. Whew. Uh, this job sure doesn't pay much. As I was saying, I... Six craft singles, actually. The graveyard shift sure takes its toll on my blood sugar. He pulls a slice of plastic-wrapped cheese from his pocket and unwraps it. Anyway, if you'll allow me to explain my situation... Oh, hold on. You're in here, and it's the middle of the night. Why are you in here? Jesus Christ, man! Let me finish! You have quite the foul mouth for an 11-year-old. Sometimes it's the only way to get your point across. As I was saying, I was left here by my stupid Girl Scout troop. So if you would be so kind as to lend me your phone, I will be on my way home. Oh, just my luck that we have a kid here during my shift. I'm so sorry, honey. You must be so scared. Yeah, I might be if this didn't happen on every single trip. The animal shelter, the food bank, the birthplace of the cotton gin. Eli Whitney wasn't known for his hospitality, you know. And now the butterfly pavilion? The buddy system is a load of crap, sir. Ooh, no kidding. So, do you want to call your mom or what? A cab, actually? I'm thinking of stopping for pancakes on the way home. <laughs> At midnight? Won't your troop be looking for you? That's what I intend to find out. It took them 207 minutes to notice they left me at Eli Whitney's. Oh, I don't really know the protocol for something like this. Uh, give me a second. He pulls out a large rule book titled, Keep Your Guard Up, and reads. A janitor, Ricky, enters, mopping the floor and looking suspicious. <clears throat> Good evening, mister. Uh, yeah, you too. It is important to note that Ricky is not actually the janitor, but a burglar. You might be wondering how a small girl like myself ended up wandering the Vincent Santana Memorial Butterfly Pavilion at 11.30 at night. <laughs> no, Missy, I wasn't. You see, my dumbass friends thought it would be fun to go visit the gift shop while I was in the bathroom, and then they got all on the bus and left me here. <sighs> That's too bad, kiddo. I didn't even want to come to the Butterfly Pavilion today, even if they do have that stupid rare flower. I wanted to go to the prison museum. But Madison Jefferson's mom, Brenda, said it would be too disturbing for us. What a cow. Hey now, I'm sure Mrs. Jefferson is a nice lady. All due respect, sir, but you've never met her. The only fine thing about her is the quality of the stick up her butt. I'm Connie, by the way. <laughs> you watch your mouth, Miss Connie. Now run along home. I have to, uh, sweep. You silly old man. That is clearly a mop. You're so observant. Goodbye now. He sidles away quickly. Ooh, okay, when an unauthorized person enters the museum after hours, a full incident report must be completed by the guard on duty. That is standard procedure. You didn't know that? Nothing like this has ever happened before, and my training course was only ten minutes long. 
All you pavilion employees are such idiots. First, that senile oldie doesn't know the difference between a broom and a mop, and now you, the community college reject, haven't even been briefed on standard lost child protocols. Our tax dollars hard at work. Senile oldie? What are you talking about? Hello, the janitor about yay tall looks like a dried out chia pet. I'm the only person in here after the doors are locked for the night. We don't have a janitor. I'll say you don't. The guy's bucket didn't even have any water in it. You should fire him. He doesn't work here. Oh no. Neither do you, it seems. Haven't even read the night guard manual. How are you going to keep that dumb flower safe when you haven't even been acquainted with keep your guard up? Plus, you were asleep when I came in here. Those rainforest noises are extremely soothing. I can't always stay awake for the whole night. Nice excuse. There are no rainforest noises playing, you dumb idiot. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. He tries to turn on the lamp on his desk unsuccessfully. He picks up the phone receiver and puts it down. He cut the power. You're so dramatic. Just get your report out and I'll sign it or whatever and you can just go back to sleep. Connie, get behind the desk. That is certainly against the rules. I think you should both be fired. I will get fired if my manager finds out that I left Bianca in the hands of a burglar. Aw, you have a name for the plant? Adorable. I personally would have preferred something a little cooler like Blaze or Delphinium. Connie, that old guy you saw, he's not a janitor. He's probably here to steal the corpse flower. There are only eight in bloom in the whole world. <gasps> so you're saying we're in the middle of a heist? <laughs> that is way cooler than the prison museum. Not if we get arrested or killed. Stay here. Kevin grabs his flashlight and a butterfly net. Connie looks at the net in confusion. Protection, in case he tries to jump me. My hero. I'm going to get Bianca and bring her over here to keep her safe. If the power comes back on, you call for help, okay? Okay, sure. Don't get killed by the old janitor. Kevin exits. Connie plays with stuff on the desk, stapler, paper clips, a nameplate saying security, until she finds an incident report and begins to fill it out. Aha! Guard on duty. Ted. He looks like a Ted. Incident. Beautiful. Intelligent child abandoned by horrible, sexist, and boring girls' activity troop. Girl Scout Troop 20041. Ricky enters sneakily, hiding behind his janitor supplies. He freezes when he notices Connie. Kevin enters from the direction he exited, dragging a large potted plant. Oh, here she is, safe and sound. Great job, Ted. You saved the day. My name is Kevin. It says so on my desk. So it does. So it does. Did the phone lines come back on? Is backup on the way? Still down, but at least that old dude isn't around anywhere. <laughs> ha ha! You spoke too soon, mate! Oh no, it's the burglar! Please, sir, don't mop us. I, I still have to pass my art history class, and this poor little girl has still never seen the prison museum. I don't have any use for two soggy losers like you. I just came for Bianca. Over my dead body? Oh, no, wait! Um, stop your whimpering. I'm not going to hit either of you. Who's a loser now? You're a pretty crappy burglar, sir. I never wanted to be a burglar, little lady. But desperate times call for desperate measures. If you're going to give us your life story, please just go ahead and kill me. Wait, no, don't. 
Make up your mind, son. I'm sorry, Mr. Burglar, sir. Please, I'm no burglar. Just an old man. The name's Ricky Jenkins. And I'm Daphne, and that's Shaggy over there. <laughs> if you're not a burglar, what are you doing here? You asked for it. Watch oh. out, Ted. Here comes his life story. Oh. Stop! I'm not gonna hit you! He drops his mop on the floor, and Kevin scoops it up with his net. I'm in some trouble, you see. Trouble with the law? <sighs> Worse. My wife. Both Connie and Kevin are silent for an awkwardly long pause. You'll understand someday. I wouldn't speak for Ted over there. He isn't the brightest. <laughs> or the cutest. <laughs> My marriage is about to fall apart, you see. Sandra always complains that I work too hard and I never have time to see her. I just thought the only way to save our union would be a grand gesture. Something really special to show her how much I care about her. Something to set the mood. Gross, dude. She's only 11. She doesn't need to hear this. Something like an extremely rare flowering plant. Oh, okay. I thought giving Sandra this plant would make her see how much I love her. And then maybe she'd want to sleep with me again. Dude! I had heard that the night watch at this place was particularly bad with the extended hours of the flower viewing. Security would be pretty less. Hey! That's not even rude or untrue. You suck at your job, Ted. It's Kevin Bonnie. And for your information, I'm only working this job so I can go to school to become a chef and move to France. Okay, you're still a terrible night watchman. <laughs> really are, son. <laughs> I literally just walked in here. The doors were open. Again? Oh, the rainforest soundtrack got to me really quick tonight. The ambience puts him to sleep. That really is terrible. This plant is one of the rarest in existence. This little girl could have taken it and you would have never known. Except I would never. I don't plan to get arrested for another ten years at least. That's admirable, Connie. You remind me of my granddaughter, Sylvia. Is she witty and ambitious too? No, she's in prison. Oh. If I'm so terrible at my job, why are you still here then? I don't have any weapons, and the phone lines are down, and my blood sugar is extremely low because I've only had one single so far tonight. You could easily escape with Bianca. There's no mystique in being allowed to get away. I was anticipating more of a heist. I wanted an adventure. Then at least when Sandra left me, I'd have something to remember her by. That's not a good way to remember your wife. What do you mean, kiddo? She's not even here to share the experience with you. She might just be feeling forgotten by you. I know that's not a good feeling. She probably just wants to feel included in your life. If you really want to show her you care, bring her on a heist with you. That'll really add some excitement to your love life. <laughs> you really are wise for eleven. I know a thing or two about being left behind. That's all. Suddenly, her nose wrinkles in disgust. The corpse flower is blooming and the rotting smell fills the air. Gross! Goodness gracious, what is that? Bianca! She's blooming! What was I thinking? Sandra would hate receiving this smelly of a gift. We need to get out of here. You're right. I'll have to fill out another report if Bianca blooms during my shift. And I may pass out if I don't leave right now. 
I still want to get some pancakes. I could appreciate some company. I'm in. I could appreciate the blood sugar. Sorry, little lady, but you were right about what you said. I need to get home to my wife. Thank you both very much. Sandra and I both thank you. He's a worse burglar than you are in Night Watchmen. Oh.